The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello. Today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about the lies, the darn dirty lies that you've been told that are stopping you from making money in your business. Mm, Very exciting. Now, uh, before we dig into that, there's something very, very time sensitive that you need to know about. And that is that this week is, as we're releasing this, is Black Friday, which means that we have our Black Friday sale happening, which is very exciting. Now, if you are listening to this before Black Friday, then we've put something together for you to give you a sneak peek as to what we've done for our Black Friday sale. You can check that out by going to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash Friday. If you are listening to this between Black Friday and Cyber Monday 2022, then the deal is open and you should run. Don't walk and go and check it out because uh, our Black Friday deals are always massive and they always fly off the shelves. Uh, so go and check it out again at emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash Friday. If it's before Black Friday, you'll see a sneaky peek. If it's between Black Friday and Cyber Monday, you'll be able to buy it. He didn't drink tea for an entire month and he's making up for it now. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he spent a night in Singapore, sounds like a film, trying every combination to get into his own suitcase. It's psychological mind reader, Kennedy. I'm sure the irony of a mind reader trying to guess the combination to his own suitcase is not lost. No, it's it, it was the joke the whole time as well. So I'd been doing my show on one cruise ship. So I was there one night, did the show, got off the next day to get into the next cruise ship. And literally, um, I had one night in Singapore. And by the time my case got off, something had happened with the mechanism and my, my code had changed. So I literally sat with the suitcase on my bed going 001, 002. It was 800 and something. Yeah, luckily, suitcases haven't got minds, so I couldn't read their mind otherwise. That would have been so much easier. Um, why, why have you not drank tea? Was this because you were in Edinburgh or something? Yeah, so when I, when I was in Edinburgh, I was obviously staying with uh, a magician that we know in his sort of spare room, and I was out of the house quite a lot, so I'd get up and about and go out and leave the house and stuff. And I've never found a good mm. coffee shop that sells good tea and takeaway cups you can walk around. I agree. And so, so if anyone knows one, let us know. Drop us a DM on Instagram at Robin Kennedy or something, and Kennedy and I will go and test it out, especially Kennedy because he's a bit of a tea snob. Fiend. Yeah, um, snob, fiend, call it what you want. Um, and yeah, mm. and so I just, di- I just didn't, and I realised the other day when I was home, I thought, God, I haven't had a cup of tea for the whole... And I'm not like... I'm not like you. Like, I don't fall over if I don't have tea. I'm not like, I don't need it to mm. survive. It's just a nice thing to have when I fancy one. Uh, but yeah, for the whole month, I just sort of put it to the back of my head, thought, well, all the tea that I'm going to get from a coffee shop's crap, so I'll not bother. Mm. Well, there you go. And you're making up for it now. So I like, I like that about you. <laughs> Hello, we're a stage hypnotist and a psychological mind reader turned email marketing geeks who give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero of your business. That means you make more sales more predictably in less time with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. Huzzah. You should definitely subscribe to the podcast as well shouldn't you yeah please hit subscribe on your podcast player so that on your podcast player uh, so that uh, you don't miss an episode of the show i'm very excited by our black friday deal by the way rob so um, i'm really excited to see what people think of it so if you haven't already uh, like rob said go and check it out 
emailmarketingheroes.com slash Friday. And um, if you're early, you'll get a sneak peek. If you're in time, you'll be able to just jump right on it. So, look, we listen to podcasts, we watch YouTube channels, we learn, students for life, constantly learning, investing in our education. And if you've been listening to, like, a lot of um, podcasts and stuff and a lot of content, you might have seen a bit of this as well. And it's it's got to the point where I, I kind of message Rob almost daily about and going, have you seen what they're freaking saying now about what you shouldn't do and what you should do? And it's it's a reflection of the world, isn't it? The world is becoming a more easily offended place. Yes, it, it really is. And and the same is now and happening less. in business too, where where um, people have started a business selling their course or whatever from home because they wanted to be able to retire from work and spend more time with their kids and all these really noble things, all these really noble you know reasons why they started an online business. And the problem with that is that a lot of the time those people didn't anticipate having a business. Like, I mean, we didn't either. Well, I didn't anyway. I didn't anticipate starting mm-hmm. a business one day. I just wanted to do the thing I enjoyed and be able to make money from it. I didn't really want to have a business. And that means that there's totally. a bunch of people who are starting businesses fine uh, to do a thing that they love doing great and they want to serve their audience fabulous uh, but sometimes that means that bits of the business get lost out yeah i mean look people who listen to the show i've got a mixture of different types of businesses and hobbies you've got businesses and you've got hobbies like our business is teaching email marketing and giving the best resources on the planet about that my hobbies are playing on playstation learning to dj um going to the theater that kind of stuff that's amazing to have business stuff and to have hobbies and be able to separate them is great i actually when i was growing up was very bad at doing that i I always turned my hobbies into businesses time and time and time again Um, but what we've got to remember is a business a business only has one job and i know this sounds really harsh but the job of a business is only to make a profit and to keep making a profit right that's the only thing it does right and the only way you can do that is by offering things to the marketplace to your audience of higher value to people who uh, who want them than what they'll actually pay for you so pay for it so you've got to be offering something at a higher value than what people will pay for it that's what you've got to be doing which means you've got to offer really really valuable things and it's important that we get this bit out of the way straight away because when we say the only job of a business is to make profit the immediate response from lots of people is well you that means you could just be a dirty scammer and you'd make loads of money and you'd rip off loads of of course we're not saying that we have to say you have to make profit and the only way to sustainably do that because scammers get caught out eventually the only way to sustainably do that is to make sure that you've got customers who love buying from you and they know that every time they spend a dollar with you they feel good about it and the outcome is good and if that if at any point that stops happening they're going to stop buying from you and therefore you'll stop making a profit so we we have already factored in to this the fact that you have to treat your customers well and give them good stuff and i want to also say that the job of a business is not to make sales and that's the thing we hear people all the time oh the job of business is to make sales it's not it's to make profit which means you have to sell things for more than they cost right and the thing is, I've, we've started to see, and this is the thing I've been texting Rob about for like in the last few months, is we're seeing advice, more and more advice, from so-called business experts, from podcasters, YouTubers, telling people not to sell. 
Stop being salesy. You don't sell. Don't sell. Don't sell. Over and over again. And I'm like, if you're not selling, then what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Because everything you put out, your content, your emails, everything needs to be moving people towards buying. So yes, you can send out an email which doesn't say, buy this thing. Of course you can do that. You can send an email which says, go download this free PDF. Absolutely. Go watch this free video. Definitely. But those things have to be moving your audience towards the products that you are selling. Otherwise, if they're not, they're a distraction. They're another shiny object which are distracting them away from buying from you. And you're a business. You're not a hobby. You have to sell. And if what if you really truly believe, like we do, that what you've got is really good, is really going to help people. Like we know for sure, for sure, if everybody who has a business everybody who has a business selling their expertise in some way stopped doing almost everything else and only used the stuff we teach inside the league we are wholly confident that they you will have more sales more predictably and be able to make more income for your family to support you and do the things you want to do in your life and that's the reason we sell because we cannot express more passionately and hard enough how much we believe if you just do this stuff do the stuff and it will make a difference yeah and that's it's so important and you shouldn't obviously you shouldn't do any marketing you shouldn't do any selling at all until you're confident that the thing you're selling is good it does what you promise you're selling it to the right people that's important too and the thing that you're selling is more valuable than the price that you're asking them for you shouldn't be doing anything until you know those things are true but once those things are true and if those things are true you should put your foot to the floor and sell and market as i'm going to say the word aggressively as possible absolutely i remember um a really interesting interview i'm not sure if we talked this on the show before but somebody asked and i'm going to misquote this so i apologize somebody asked uh pen gillette one half of pen and teller the magic duo from las vegas who is a um, a very outspoken guy, really, you know, charismatic, amazing, amazing guy. Um, but who I think is an atheist. I might be, I might be wrong about the exact thing, but I'm pretty sure is a, a very vocal atheist. Yeah. And somebody asked Penn, Mr. Gillette, actually, we'll call him. Um, somebody asked him, "What do you think about when people knock on your door, selling religion?" And he said, "I mean, and he didn't, say, he, he didn't say what everybody expected. Like, I think they should all get lost and go away." He said. If you believe you have the answer to those problems, then you should be knocking on every flipping door there is. If you believe that is the answer. And I think he's right. Yeah. I really think he's right. Because when people buy from us, they absolutely value it more and they will enjoy it and they will use it more. Compare how many people access stuff they download for free as a free lead magnet. It might be a lower percentage. It's certainly a lower percentage than the percentage of people who access something they've paid for because they value it more. They hold it in higher regard. They think of it as probably going to be higher quality and better, right? Because if you're not moving people towards buying, you're absolutely moving them away from buying, possibly by causing that as a distraction, like I said. Yeah. So 
I honestly believe that sometimes people's lack of willingness to sell comes from the 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 fear that their thing's not really as good as they say as they th as they hope it is. It comes from this sort of lack of confidence in the thing that they're doing. Because if it was really good, so for example, we know right if you're not an if you're not like if you're not like an amazing full time professional email copywriting professional. Then as a business, we believe that you can't, and I'm going to sell to you for a second. So it's not the point of the episode, but I'm going to sell to you in order to demonstrate why this is true. We think you can't afford to not be in the league because even loads of amazing email marketing professionals are in the league because it saves them loads of time starting from scratch every time by using our frameworks instead. As a real life example, and we've mentioned this on the podcast recently, one of our members joined the league, implemented some campaigns from one of them, went over $50,000 in sales in three months. So it cost him a few hundred dollars a month for that period of time. And by not joining the league uh, for that small monthly subscription, he'd be worse off to the tune of about $49,500. I know that sounds stupid and I'm picking, I'm picking a purposely big example. But like, yeah. if you're going to join the league for a small monthly subscription and your thing is $100 and you sell a few of them a month, you're now massively in profit compared to where you were as a not a league member. It's bet You're better off being a league member than not. And that's why we sell it as hard as we do. Because if we didn't, People wouldn't take a chance on it. They wouldn't see the, you know, people never know for a fact something's going to work till they try it. So we have to sell it hard. And the thing is, the same, it goes exactly for what you're selling. If you've put your heart and soul into creating something that is the best you possibly can, that's going to help people who are earlier in their journey with that thing than you are, then you've got to show up and you've got to use every ounce of enthusiasm to aggressively tell them about it. And I don't mean to do it in an aggressive fashion. I mean, we're getting, I'm getting pretty passionate and, and maybe being a little bit more aggressive than I normally would, right? But it's because I'm so passionate about this and I hope that's coming across. I don't mean to, I'm not being nasty here and I hope that's not coming across. Um, I really do. I'm just so passionate about these people who are saying stop selling are literally stopping people from growing their business. The very thing that their audience is trusting them to help them do. So they're basically, they're really hurting these people's businesses. And the answer is your business has to sell. You have to be making profit. That's what, because otherwise you won't be around. You won't be around to help people. If you're not making a profit, you're not going to be around to help people in a few months time because you won't have made any profit. You've got to sell. How many people have we seen who are too afraid to sell, who now have had to go and get a different job or do a different thing? That's really sad because the thing they, they have to share is phenomenal. It's brilliant. Now, one of the things that has got a really bad rap and is, has contributed to this sort of snowflakey approach to selling is this concept of what's become known as bro marketing. Now, this is a term we've heard a lot. We had to Google it to see exactly what it's defined as. But bro marketing is like, you know, hypey screenshots, or as I understand it, is like hypey screenshots of big revenue numbers and is things like, you know, you know, picture of me stood in front of a private jet with my Lamborghini park that I've just got out of and all that stuff. Now, we don't go that far. You'll never see us with me standing in front of one of my private jets or uh, or getting out my Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah. You'll you'll never yeah, exactly. Uh, but but we do use <laughs> screenshots. We do use screenshots and say, look, here's a thing. Here's a, here's one of our students who made X. He made fifty. Oh, we just done it. We made fifty thousand dollars. That's like an audio screenshot of a of a payment notification, isn't it? By using this campaign, we do do that because we don't think it's grubby or filthy or weird. But I tell you what, it flipping works. What we really want to do is to use the genuine psychology that of what excites people and causes us to make decisions. And as long as the humans that you're selling to are the right humans for the thing and the thing that you're selling does what it says on the tin, then 
we want to be able to do this. We don't want to use this hypey marketing to sell to the wrong people who shouldn't be buying from us because they're in the wrong stage or the wrong place or it's the waste of their money or any of that stuff. You want to sell to the right people. But if, if they are the right people, do all of that stuff. Yeah, and we want to make sure that we are we are able to sell our stuff so that we can support our family, right? Let's be honest. Like, we want to have a business so that we can put our kids into that school or send them on that nice holiday or look after our partners and, and have a nice home. If we don't do this stuff, we can't do any of that stuff. The stuff you deserve, the stuff that you're working hard for, and the stuff that makes you allow, allows you to turn around from those all, all those doubters of going, oh, you're starting your own business. How's that going? Or you want to be able to prove to people, you can do this. But if you don't sell, people can't buy, which means you can't keep doing this stuff. And it all becomes this dream that failed, right? And the way we do this, like as Rob said, was just saying, is to tap into that psychology of, of what genuinely makes people make decisions. Because if people don't make decisions, then they don't decide to buy and we don't have a business. So we know that telling people there's a deadline on this, this ends on this day, like Black Friday ends that's a global thing. That Black Friday ends on this day. You have to get that deal before that day. And why does Black Friday make so much, so many sales for retailers and, and companies and small businesses like ours around the world on a few days? Because it has a deadline. We know that bonuses work because psychologically speaking, we all want to get a bit more for the same money. Right? We all want to get more for the same money. We all want to... We, want, we know that different people respond to different hooks different things will grab people's attentions and their imaginations and excite them in different ways in the same way that we're all attracted to slightly different looking and appearing people those hooks are the things that attract us and get them to lean in and pay attention and give that thing a chance so we've got to test different hooks and some of them might be more excitable some might be more subtle but we're going to test them all we're going to we all respond to things like novelty novelty is like when when something is is different it has a cuteness to it it has a unique angle to it so all those things deadlines bonuses hooks novelty different angles they're the things that get people to, to decide and specifically with email we use subject lines that some people might be uncomfortable to send but they do get attention from the right people they amuse the right people and they reel the right people in with their attention and the people who are pissed off when, we, when, when, they, when they receive them, they're just the wrong people. Because we don't say stuff in subject lines that we, that we, in a tone that we don't say on this podcast, that we don't say when we're given trainings. It should be no surprise to any of those people. One of the things I found really interesting is that occasionally we've had somebody who'll come and join the league, for example, and they'll jump on a hotline coaching call and we'll say, we think you should do this campaign. And they'll say, great. And then they go off and they read through the campaign document. They start putting it together and they come back to us and they say, do you know what? I know you said I should do that campaign, but it just feels a little bit hypey, a little bit salesy. It feels a little bit full on. I don't want to use a countdown timer and that video and that offer and the bribe thing that goes with it and that bonus and the discount. And, the th and they come back with all these, all these bits and go, that all feels too salesy for me. And then the yeah. first thing I always go and do is look up and see what was it that made them buy from us in the first place. And usually 
it's the campaign that they're complaining about or something very similar to it. The, the emails that mm. we are using to get people to join our stuff are the same types of campaign that we want them to use, but they just feel a little bit, when, you, when you're looking at it as your business and your customers and your subscribers, it's easy to feel like it's a little bit full on. But actually a lot of the time, those are the campaigns that we're using in our business, well, all the time, they're the campaigns we're using in our business to get people to buy our stuff. Why? Because it works and people love our stuff. We very quickly turn people into not just customers, but fans of our stuff who like really love the way that we do email marketing. And there's a reason for that. It's because if you do all of this stuff and you do it in the right way in the way that we teach, none of it is hypey, none of it is pushy, none of it is over the top. And again, there are always snowflakes in the world who are going to be offended by what you do, but they're going to be offended regardless of how hard you sell. Um, unless you're giving them everything for free, they're going to be offended by it. And so you've got to, you're better off to, to make the offer more than less. Absolutely. I mean, if you're running a discount that ends on a specific date, that causes people to buy because they're excited by it and they're excited to do it right then, right now, in this moment. Because, oh, you know, it's a bit like when the doors open to the concert, and everybody runs into the concert. It's got that same feeling of, of getting there before, before uh, everybody else kind of thing, right? Yeah, this is so powerful. So what we want to say is, you know, if you're not embarrassed to sell the thing you sell for at the price that you sell it at, and if you are, there's a problem with the product or the offer, right? Um, so that's, and if you're not, then you just fucking well sell it. Just just take the thing and sell it. If you're not embarrassed by the, the by selling the thing you sell at the price you've priced it at, um, then just sell it. Yeah, I mean, for, let's take an example, right? If you spend ten dollars, ten pounds, ten whatevers to get people to get a person onto your email list, just an arbitrary number. It might cost you less, it might cost you more, whatever, depending on your industry and what you're doing. Ten, $10, get them on your list. If they don't spend $10 within their first 30 days of being on your email list, you're down by $10. That's it. And yeah, I can afford $10 right now, but if I'm doing that to get 100 new subscribers a week, and that's costing me 10 pounds times 100 people, so $1,000 a week, I'm not going to be around very much longer to help people if that's the case. I've got to get that back quickly, efficiently, by providing something that's of higher value than that $10 to those people so that I can keep serving more people. Otherwise, I'm just not going to be around. Okay? And I can tell you now, we are proud and passionate about showing up every single day and telling people about the league and encouraging you to join because we know the results it gets when you use our stuff. That's why we can proudly stand up and do that. Yeah, it's true. Now, we measure our business and our success and our growth and everything largely based on something called the earning per subscriber per month, a metric we invented and have banged on about a lot. How much money do you make for every subscriber on your list? And we can tell you one thing. When we do these things, when we do marketing like countdown timers and, and uh, discounts and bonuses and all the stuff, that when we do, when we do what people would consider to be uh, pushy marketing we make more money per subscriber per month that's good for us because we're making more profit it's good for our subscribers because they're buying the stuff that's going to help them and again if the stuff doesn't help them they shouldn't be buying it anyway you shouldn't be selling it to them and so that's good for everybody the only people it's not good for okay there's a handful of people who get offended by it and they leave the list that's fine that's useful for us because that's cleaning out the list because at some point we were going to sell to them and they're going to unsubscribe and get pissed off anyway so we know for a fact that without fail when we do salesy marketing campaigns um that work our earning per subscriber per month goes up and that's the only thing we need to know 
And the thing is, even if you don't do any of those things, some people will still not like you and you won't be making the number of sales. So it's kind of a double lose, right? Yeah, you, you have to run a business based on economics at scale, right? Whilst we want to have a good relationship with our subscribers and all that stuff, and you want to do the best job you can of it, you aren't talking to each individual subscriber one by one. You don't have the time. If you've got 100 subscribers, you have to email them all together because you can't email those 100 subscribers one at a time. And the economics of that require you to be imperfect but take action. Some people will be offended. Some people will be pissed off. Some people will open an email and never open another one. But that's what happens when you do anything at scale. For example, last week, I accidentally put some subscribers into a campaign who shouldn't have received those emails and it wasn't relevant to them. It didn't make sense. Or if somebody joins your list today with two email addresses, uh, you know, they, they join your list with one email address, they buy your product with the other email address, and they keep getting emails to the first one, they're going to be pissed off by that. But it's okay. It's just imperfect. It's marketing at scale. You, you can't... The economics of email marketing are... You send emails out to lots of people, and if you do the right stuff at the right time, some of those people will buy, some of them will be offended, and the money that you make should outweigh the, the problem of some of those people being offended. And the way I look at it is like, this is a business, not your friends or family. And for hugs and compliments and feeling nice, go to your friends and family. We've got loads of them. It's great. We've got great relationships with them. But for your business, we have to, we must please measure our businesses by the metrics of a business. Are you enjoying the work you're doing? Are we making profit? measure it by the metrics of a business a really impassioned episode for you today hopefully cutting through a load of stuff that's really frustrating us that we can see holding people back who should be doing so many great things but are being held back by this so hopefully you enjoyed it we thought we'd go down this um and and just really give you all of it uh, Rob, I think we should remind everybody about the Black Friday uh, sale in case they're in time for yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. So if it's currently, as you're listening to this, if you're in the two-day window between this episode being released and Black Friday beginning, then you just go to emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash Friday. You'll be able to get a little sneak peek as to exactly what we're doing for this with this year's Black Friday sale. If it's between Black Friday and Cyber Monday 2022, then go to the same website, emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash Friday, and you'll actually be able to find out and grab our Black Friday deal. If it's after Cyber Monday, then then you're really early uh, because next year's sale uh, is about a year away. And so we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you about that then. Yeah, we're not even going to put a countdown up for that. Anyway, time for this week's... Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. What have you got for us? I broke us? all the rules this week. That's not the subject line. The subject line is the word CRUSHED in capital letters. Now, people will say, they say, whoever they are, they say that you, if you send a subject line and it's all uppercase, it will go to spam. But actually, with this so this subject line got an enormous spike in uh, click-through rates from the, the couple of days just before it, uh, which goes to show that, if you, as we oft, often say, if you do everything else right, you can break some of those rules, like putting words in that are spam triggers and stuff like that without really having any problems whatsoever. So the word is crushed in all capital letters with a full stop on the end. Uh, and it was to do with uh, the fact I like crushed ice was actually just where it came from. But crushed is quite an emotive kind of word. So crushed, all in capital letters. Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. Thank you again for listening to the whole episode of the show. We really hope you enjoyed it. We're going to be back next week with a brand new episode. And if you don't want to miss it, make sure you hit your subscribe button on your podcast player and you'll get a little alert on your phone. And we will see you then. Ta-ra! The-